Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot going on. Uh, is David Van Camp starting a Chris Cuomo fan club? Uh, no. No, I'm not. But, I mean, I, I, I think that I, – I, I wonder if it's he's out of the environment of CNN. That could be. And he's also been going to therapy. And I wonder if it's the John Fetterman thing, too, where when a leftist goes to therapy, they get a little bit of common sense back. It is funny that this has happened a couple of different times. I know. Yeah. If you hadn't heard, Chris Cuomo, formerly of CNN, saw the video that is circulated to different journalists and people around the world of what happened October 7th in Israel with the Hamas attack. And having read so much from people that have seen it, it's horrifying. People are like, I'll never be the same. Some have talked about, I need to go talk to somebody. It was so horrific. And, you know... Even Cuomo said he thought he had seen most of the video that would be in that 47-minute clip that has been circulated. Most of it is stuff he hadn't seen before, and he was horrified. Yeah. And it has helped him understand why Israel is doing what they're doing, which is kind of a head-scratcher because I thought we all kind of understood that. But how media has played this out over the last couple of months has been disgusting. Yeah, how, how, you know, at first everybody was on board like this was horrific. Israel's going to have to go do something. And now you're hearing more and more. Yeah, but what about civilians in Gaza? And I, I mean, I, I think this was an interesting take that Chris had. Uh, he says that what he saw opened his eyes to the fact that this is not just another war. It's right. about whether or not Israel will continue to exist. And why they're striking Gaza so hard after what Hamas did. Trying to take Hamas out. Merely murdering innocents was the least of it. They enjoyed mutilating. Hamas wanted war. This was not the irrepressible angst of the desperate. I now understand better what is fueling Israel. This is not tit for tat. This is not you did to us and now might will make right. They are fueled by the deepest fears of genocide because those fears are real. All right, time out for a second. So there's part of me that feels like as he says that, well, well, yeah, we already knew that. And Hamas had said, we're going to do it again because the end goal is to wipe Israel off the map. So we're putting them in a situation where they have to take us out or we're going to take them out. It's survival. But as time has gone on and you see how legacy media treats this story, and it is, and it's sad for people in Gaza. And you see it. it, You can call it a humanitarian crisis. It is. But you already knew it was going to happen. That's the only way Israel can take Hamas out. And it's the ugliness of war. You already know it. But at the same time, the other part of me feels like Chris Cuomo saw that video and all of a sudden it got real again. And so then he has this completely different take. I am not trying to erase 
or in any way mitigate the massive death toll of civilians in Gaza. I'm telling you, Israel is doing far less than it could. It is easy to say stop. It is very hard to say how. Why? Because seeing what the terror group in charge of Palestine did to the Jews and has promised to do again, how do you ask Israel to risk being vulnerable to those who do not honor agreements and have made it very clear they don't want peace. They want to burn and kill the Jews. Yes. Yeah, so when you're talking about the two-state solution, and our government saying the two-state solution, Hamas doesn't want that, and Hamas runs the show. You can't get away from that fact. How does that not suggest to Israel, you have to do this in a way that Hamas can kill more of you. You have to reduce your advantage. It's not about numbers. It is about Israel being shown its worst fears can be realized because they were. So you agreed with everybody, Scott, that Chris Cuomo. I cannot believe I'm hearing Chris Cuomo take a position like that. And maybe it is because he's at News Nation now. Well, there are some people who have seen the 47 minutes Mm -hmm. of the video and have walked away with going, holy cow. Of course. I had no idea. And this is not some propaganda film put together by the Israeli government, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's not what many on the left would I say. I know, but this is like almost unedited video. Some of it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's remarkable. So you have that going on at the same time. I don't know if you saw this in uh, this new Palestinian poll. But Palestinians overwhelmingly support Hamas's terror attacks. Yeah, we've talked about this too. Yeah. I mean, and you can go into the different percentages, but in the end... Uh, yeah, it's supported in a number of different ways. I saw a piece earlier this week um, and can get into it more a little bit later about a guy that is praying for all involved, okay, but certainly is pro-Israel, but has a heart for the Palestinian people and has even talked to some supporters, okay? But the supporters will flat out say, October 7th didn't happen. That's all propaganda, that's all been made up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's crazy that the amount of people that believe that are in huge numbers around yes, the world. But yes. that I, I don't know yeah. how you reason with those people. You can't. They're brainwashed. It's There's done. no reasoning. And, and it's propaganda video after propaganda yes. video after propaganda video that floods you with, you know, this stuff. Yeah. And now you got reports of Kamala Harris not happy with Biden. Shh. Saying he's he, he's too pro-Israel, I guess. Yeah. And now the United States, as far as our stance, is saying, yes, but we need a timetable. We support Israel, but we want a timetable. And we need a new phase of this war where it's not so intense. What the heck does that mean? This right. is one of we ever given timetables to skirmishes we get involved in. We don't have any. <laughs> right. There aren't any. Or, or, Ukraine. or Ukraine. I mean, yeah. Well, Ukraine, Middle East. I mean, go. Yes. Keep going. I mean, it, it just, it's endless. By the way, uh, Biden, you know, always clear with his messaging, was talking about what yesterday, David? Drugs? Uh, something? Yeah, yeah, he's trying to uh, pressure drug companies to lower their prices. And, uh, well, he tried to make the argument that taxpayers have already given these drug companies a lot of money for research and development. But uh, here's how that came out. 
Okay. Taxpayers already are chipping in, making, paying a lot of money for that here at NIH to get these brilliant scientists to go out and find cures, find a- a- answers to the drug problem, to, to drugs, for with the use of drugs for oh health problems. <laughs> I'm more laughing at your reaction, Scott. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Holy smokes, yeah. man. <laughs> my, what was it here in DeFord? Had, what, there was something here in DeFord. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was early on. That's when things started to really deteriorate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would say the highlight was probably a- a- answers to the drug problem, to, to drugs, for with the use yeah. of drugs for right. health yeah. problems. Yeah, for yeah. for the yeah. What I know. I, seriously, man. Seriously, it's like you want to give that guy four more years? Really? Do you? By the way, did you hear Trump out in Iowa talking about Biden? And the cognitive abilities. To, no. Have you heard this at all? You want to hear it now? Sure. Okay. All right. Roll it out. But this great spirit, you got to go and vote. We got to knock the one off, and then we worry about November, and we're going to win. We're way up on this guy. It's uh, just incredible that he can, frankly, be even running anything. A guy can't. He can't put two sentences together. He's running. Can't find his way off the stage. Yeah. See all the stairs around here. How the hell do you not? Where is the stair? He says, "Where is the stair?" To show you how evil the press is. I did this routine where I stumbled and mumbled purposely imitating him and they put it on they said he's cognitively impaired then and then he starts to do the act no so I mean yes I know it's video but he's wondering or he's turning around and he like he can't find his way off the stage people are dying then laughing. I walked back I'm, I'm looking and I walk like, huh what where where <laughs> and he walks off the stage and he's like he's <laughs> It is. It's like a stand-up routine, dude. They're dying. I can't find it. Where, where am I? Doing that whole thing. And they said it was me. I couldn't find. So I can't use sarcasm because they're very dishonest people. You know, sarcasm is a disaster. Every time I use sarcasm, like that. <laughs> it just cracked me up to see wow. that. Wow. Yes. Just very funny. He's mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's mean. It's not, and he's fine. He's had a stutter. They're going to go back to right. that time and time again. No, but that's not a stutter, though. That's that, no. the, for drug to drug. That's problems. crazy. That's one of the drug worst to, I've ever heard. Uh, from him. The end of that makes no sense at all. It's words cobbled together with drug interspersed throughout. But, yes, I would say that's probably true. A- a- answers to the drug problem, to, to drugs, for, with the use of drugs for health problems. That's, what in the world? That's like the audio equivalent of watching my four-year-old try to kick a soccer ball. You know, it takes a few <laughs> yeah. times before she right. actually makes contact. Yes. Well, there is something making the rounds. I don't know if you heard this, and so maybe we can do this little contest. What's easier to understand, Joe Biden or this dog? Because <laughs> it's this woman that taught a dog to say, I love you. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's one of those things. Is the dog really saying, I love you, or is it just the cadence? Which is it? So maybe it's easier to understand than Biden. I don't know. Let's see. I love you. I mean, oh, yeah. don't give that don't don't give that dog a bigger platform because Democrats will be thinking about nominating him to to drugs for with the use of drugs for. <laughs> dog one, Biden zero. <laughs> yep. I think they got another clip of the dog. I love you. I love you. 
<laughs> you can hear it in there, yeah, I think. I heard it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I know what he said. It makes sense. Yes, of course <laughs> it does. Drugs for, with the use of drugs for health problems. Yes, of course. Oh you know God. the thing. He's fine. What's Adio. the problem? Yes, sir. Okay, so much to get to. Um, oh, you remember the mayor of Boston having the party for the people of color? Uh, she's sorry, but not sorry for the right thing. We'll explain and get to much more coming up right here. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine what could relief from IBSC mean for you. Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. It was the yikes before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Hold on. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do we have a John Fetterman update? Yeah, John John Fetterman. Um, I mean, he was Bernie bro, right? A Democrat, uh, uh, progressive Democrat, who has, ever since he was hospitalized and went to, like, serious therapy uh, yeah. for a clinical depression... He started to say things that a lot of conservatives uh, have agreed with. Like, yeah, it's obvious that China shouldn't be buying farmland in the United States. You kidding? We should ban Yeah, we that. all agree on that. Awesome. Yeah. Then he's been uh, very supportive of Israel throughout, uh, throughout the war with Hamas. Uh, that has angered a lot of progressives. And then, I mean, just just a few days ago, he comes out and says, "Well, yeah, I mean, we it's reasonable to have a conversation about tougher border security measures." 
Yeah. I know. All of a sudden, it's like making Stunning. sense. So yeah. We, okay. So we talked to NBC News and said, quote, I'm not a progressive. I just think I'm a Democrat that is very committed to choice and other things. But with Israel, I'm going to be on the right side of that. And immigration is something near and dear to me. And I think we uh, do have to effectively address it as well. He says, quote, it's a reasonable conversation until somebody can say there's an explanation on what we can do when 270,000 people are being encountered on the border, not including the ones, of course, that we don't know about. To put that in reference, that's essentially the size of Pittsburgh, the second largest city in uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. But he was a proud progressive before, I thought. Uh, yeah. But now he's not. Hmm. And said so. I want to make sure that I understood that right. Well, he said, I'm not progressive. He said, according to NBC News, quote, I'm not a progressive. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. I, I know. Unreal. It's like they went into therapy. They replaced him with somebody else that looks like him. Maybe, maybe they did. I don't know. Or I, I seriously, though, I mean, we just mentioned it at the at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, Chris Cuomo, formerly of CNN, is suddenly yeah. starting to make a little bit of sense. He's yes. talked about ever since being fired at CNN, uh, going to therapy, working on his mental health. I really think what we need to do with lefty loons is actually just put them in an asylum for a couple months <laughs> and they'll come out and we may have disagreements. OK, but we'll have normal yeah. disagreements. OK, I'm trying to figure out the Fetterman thing. OK, I admit it. My mind is going in four different directions. So I'll throw all the th thoughts out there and you can say what you want. Part of it is, I've always thought, if you actually follow the news every day and get it from a lot of different sources, you'll find out what the truth is in time, and you'll be surprised by it. But I don't think that's the case with Fetterman. Yeah. It might be with Cuomo. Then I think about Fetterman, okay, so because he's had all this rehab, he's around regular people more every day instead of, you know... The DC crazies all the time. That's possible. I mean, anything's possible. So I then don't you know. can think like a rational person. But boy, the transformation is stunning. It really is. Yeah. You know, maybe he actually has hung out with just regular folks. I don't know, man. I can't explain why all of a sudden he would say, "I'm not a progressive." That's wild. Yeah. Okay, now we need to get him to comment about this Boston story. Uh, I want to know what he would say about this. Yeah, the Boston City Council is having what they call an electeds of color holiday party, so no whiteies allowed. Uh, but someone sent the invite to all the members of the city council, including the whiteies. The mayor of Boston, uh, Michelle Wu, apologized, but not for segregation. She was sorry that the white people found out. Yeah, that's the problem. Y yes, th that's it is what it is. Roll it. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a, an honest mistake that went out in, in typing the email field. And um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can, again, uh, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together. Oh, blah, blah, freaking. As long blah, as they're blah, separate. Blah, 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 blah. They can uh, do good. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Now, is she considered white in Boston? I No, uh, no I don't think no. so. No. She's, yeah, I don't uh, think so. No way. Okay. All right.
Just trying to make sense of any of it, really. Hey, where are the white women at? They're not invited. They're inside. Sorry. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. All right, David, biggest story today. I'm sorry, man. That, I didn't expect that. That's why I like playing these kinds of games. <laughs> if I can make you guys laugh, I figure it's oh, good man. for everybody. That drop just kills me every time. I know, every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Another movie that could never get made today. <laughs> no, no, never. Uh, wow. Okay. Awesome. So the biggest story of the day is... Hey, where are the white women at? They weren't inviting. <laughs> yes. Don't you understand? Not allowed at the Christmas party. That's no. for sure. That's the other one they're having. Yeah, Holy right. smokes. Did you see that whole story about Harvard with their celebrations through the year? But there's two groups of people that there was no celebration. Jews and whites. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We can get to that awesome. and a whole lot more coming up. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening <laughs> on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Barkley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your own high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Action. Steve Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. That's Scott Robbins. Okay. We're like 11 months from the election. Yeah. Is it just me? You get people on the left. They're melting down. They see the polling with Trump, and they're freaking Well, th- the this heck is out. all they have. This is it. You can't run on that record. I'm not talking about running. I'm talking about people no. scared to death. Well, that's because they're scaring them to death. I think these people are honestly scared. Oh, I, well, yeah, what because are they scared they've of? been I don't told understand. to be scared. Mm-hmm. No, they're telling people to be scared. I'm of talking course, about the media. Because they, uh, okay, again. What's wrong with these people? Well, they're insane. Yeah. So, Miles Taylor, this is that mid-level DHS dude who wrote the anonymous op-ed during the Trump administration talking about how people within the government were working against Trump. Yeah. Uh, yes. And it, in, instead of, like, treating him as almost a traitor when you're admitting you're working against the duly elected president of the United States. Uh, Instead, the weirdo lefty resistance people made him a hero. Mm -hmm. He was trying to save the republic one spreadsheet at a time. Uh, So, of course, he's with MSNBC now. Sure. Uh, He's talking with Jen Psaki, who is an anchor there after her (laughs) tenure as White House press secretary for Biden. And she wants to know... What scares you the most, See the most, about a possible second Trump term? Okay. There's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. Uh, and the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to... Hold pre- on. DHS, you're going to let me talk about it because they are so concerned about homeland security you see the southern border right it's a joke to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion it's the president's most extraordinary powers 
could be picked up by Trump and used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. Uh, we don't know. Turn off the Internet. Yeah. And turn off the Internet. If you're really worried about that, if people on the left are really worried that Trump is somehow going to turn off the Internet, maybe y'all should stop antagonizing Elon Musk. Because he can give you internet <laughs> if, if apparently the president has access to the turn off internet switch. Like there's a giant router in the White House that he can just unplug. Yeah. Where's the doomsday book kept? That's is a good in the question. library, like it, dolphins. No, doomsday they, book. They've been talking about it, and, and what it is. I mean, it's it's really funny the way that he frames it. It's sort of like this is oh my gosh, doomsday. It's basically a, a set of procedures for various uh emergencies got it and it's not i mean the idea i mean i'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there that would scare all of us halfway to death if we saw it but this guy's acting like trump can just say nah, after four years in the white house four years yeah. he already had is going to suddenly say there's a doomsday book like he's thanos getting the whatever rings or stones infinity stones or whatever it's probably in one of his boxes at mar largo yeah right my question would be, maybe there's a simple answer to this. Yeah. If Trump's that bad, why didn't he use the doomsday book after he lost the last election before Biden took over? That's what I mean. I mean, if you have this doomsday book, which is like the one book to rule them all, <laughs> you, wouldn't he have used it already? Well, he recruited Chewbacca guy, and that was enough, I guess. He right. thought. He, you that, know. That's the best the doomsday book has to offer. <laughs> Holy Chapter smokes, man. Chapter one, Chewbacca guy. <laughs> they are freaking out already. All right. It's that, time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Okay, so this story starts off sad and then gets either hilariously dumb or infuriating, depending on how you view this whole oh, thing. Boy. This is at Justice High School in Fairfax County, Virginia. A principal, or the principal there, is facing backlash. Why? So, tragically, a student overdosed at the school and died. Okay. Now, uh, she posted later on X a photo of her looking nice and put together in the hallway. And the caption read, losing a student is never easy for a building principal. Still smiling, still standing, still leading. Still teaching, learning, and growing. A lot of people are like, well, wait a minute. A kid died. And you're sitting there saying, it's okay, everybody. I'm fine. It's all about you at this moment. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay, it gets sad. Is this the infuriating part? Yes, that's the infuriating part. Yes. Yeah, that's the infuriating part. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was funny that her name There's is... There's so many narcissists. Well... In well, our midst, it's insane. And her name is Tiffany, no joke, Narcisse. Wow. N A R C I S S E. Most appropriate name since Anthony Weiner. Right. Awesome. Good catch. Okay. For what's your story today, Scott? What do you got? Well, I've got Alyssa Milano today. Oh, no. Alyssa Milano. So, for some weird reason, celebrities go on. Uh, what TikTok or are the uh, or X or whatever? And they think if they repeat the same phrase over and over and over again, like three different times, yeah, it'll get you to change your mind. Certainly by the fourth time, anyway, right? 
Yeah. So for some reason, Alyssa Milano decided this was the tack she was going to take to uh, show her support for abortion. Mm-hmm. And she was going to do it by uh, repeating a phrase over and over again about men who support pro-life because they're the ones that inseminate the women. I don't really know. Here we go. Women don't inseminate themselves. Women Catchy. don't inseminate themselves. And again. Women don't inseminate themselves. Women don't inseminate themselves. Catchy, huh? You like that? It's terrible. So that was Alyssa Milano. And, and again, these people do this sober. And they, they, they put it out there because I think they really believe that somehow that's going to change some. You know, you know I've been kind of on the fence with this whole pro-life, pro-choice thing. But after seeing this, well, I'm definitely on the pro-choice like, side. Or is she asking a guy for a favor? I, I'm not really sure. I, see, that's another thing. It David, also, right? to me, kind of sounds like a Prince song that should have stayed in the vault. <laughs> but it would have been much more funky. Right. <laughs> you know, it had some bad bass attached to it or something. That's terrible. But she's what a kook. So anyway, thanks for bringing that to the table. I know, I know. I was playing it earlier today, and Mark Lee's like, "If you play it one more time, I'm going to throw my computer at you." You did it for five minutes straight like, yesterday after the show, smoke. and I let it go for a while. And I'm like, "What is the point of this? What are you doing?" Well, and H- then again, this morning you're on it. Well, HR is going to want to talk to you after the show, Mister. HR talked to me, threatening me with violence. You, you didn't threaten me with anything. You put me through torture by playing that thing on a loop. It was terrible. You're the one that said, hey, bring it to the show. Okay. Yes, it's that way we could be done with it. <laughs> so I don't have to hear it off air again. It'll be stuck in your head all day now. And so, okay, just so I understand. So that point, the inseminate point that she is singing about. Yes. So if you're a pro-life guy. All of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I've rethought it. Killing babies is fine. Right. It's good. Okay. And by the way, I, most conservatives would agree with the approach that men should be responsible. Absolutely. If that's the point she's trying to make. Yes. Yeah. Well. Would agree 100%. Oh, my gosh, man. Okay. Women. Let's stop it. Okay. <laughs> for my story today, for what's your story, uh, Chris Rufo oh, yeah. discovered this. Because there's been a lot of talk about Harvard. Especially Claudine Gay, the president, going to keep her job after everything that happened on Capitol Hill and the anti-Semitism and the, well, you know, it just depends on whether or not it's anti-Semitic if someone acts out on it. These threats to, you know, do away with all the Jews. And a lot of people have talked about all these things with Harvard, anti-Semitic, it's woke, who knows if it can be saved. And he reports that Harvard provided racially segregated affinity group celebrations at its commencement event earlier this year. The only groups not provided with celebration would be whites and Jews. Yeah. Is that a surprise to anybody? Oh, yes. I don't see this in the news anywhere. Um, and then he lists affinity celebration honoring graduates with disabilities. Okay. Honoring indigenous graduates. Okay, honoring first-gen, next-gen graduates. Okay, Uh, honoring Asian, Asian Asian-American, Pacific Islander, Desi-American graduates. Okay, all right. Honoring black graduates. All these are different celebrations. There's different times for each party. Okay, 
Then lavender celebration honoring LGBTQ plus graduates. Um, and we apologize for the inconvenience. Please view the LGBTQ plus live stream via Harvard Divinity School's YouTube channel. So if you couldn't make it, you'd watch it apparently. Then there was a celebration honoring Latinx graduates. And finally, uh, honoring Arab graduates. Well, no Jews, no right. whites. Somebody been left out, yeah. So what we're learning more and more is segregation is good, according to the university. Yes. That, How nuts is that? Well, again, man, on the left-wing spectrum, it goes liberal, leftist, communist, KKK. That's, a, that's like a scorecard. Yeah, pretty much. You just need to keep track of. Yeah, insane. By the way, another story real quick. Um, saw this at the Wall Street Journal, and this has had many people scratching their heads over time with the trans movement. This is a doctor that wrote this op-ed who happens to be gay that is out there saying, hey, just so everyone knows, most transgender kids just turn out to be gay. And you're trying to mutilate their genitals. They're just gay. It doesn't mean that this boy is a girl or this girl is a boy. People don't seem to be inquisitive about that very much. On the left, it doesn't seem. Well, no, because, well, they have a mission to fulfill. Oh, there's no money in it. But they claim to be really looking out for the kids. Well, they're not. No, they're absolutely not. And there were different people pointing out that, you know, what you've been told for so long is that if you're gay, you're born that way, right? Mm -hmm. But then with the trans movement, it's everything's fluid. But then if you don't believe both of those things at the same time, you're a bigot. Right. It doesn't make any sense just logically. You try to figure that out. You're like, okay, how does that make any sense at all? But I'm glad that this doctor wrote what he wrote, saying sub subjecting these kids to medical interventions is the modern-day version of, quote, conversion therapy. Oh! It is out! conversion therapy, though. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. You know, people on the left fighting against conversion therapy all this time. And what is this? Well, it's conversion therapy of a much worse kind. Because these people are left distraught. I mean, we all know the different side effects, and you can't feel anything, and you'll never be able to have kids, and it's just yeah. an absolute freaking mess. Irreversible. Oh, buddy. Okay. Much more to get to. Um, if you're scared of dying, that can kill you. We'll explain that story and get a news update next. Imagine it's the last ride, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C are taking you for a ride. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about treating it with Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms 
were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, we got a lawsuit going on here, David? Yeah, a 2023 graduate of Carnegie Mellon University is suing the university, claiming that they discriminated and retaliated against her for being Jewish. Uh-oh. Now, in the lawsuit, she says that during her freshman year in 2019, uh, she asked for a homework extension uh, because she wanted to go to the one-year anniversary vigil for the victims of the Tree of Life synagogue shooting. Well, the oh, professor yeah. said no. Well, one professor repeatedly made anti-Semitic comments, she alleges, including telling her one of her projects would have been better off if it had focused on, quote, what Jewish people do to make themselves so hated. You gotta be kidding me, man. That's what she's alleging, yeah. Whoa. Okay, it doesn't happen very often where there's like stunned silence with Robbins and myself at the same time. Yeah. Looking at each other like, can I read your mind to yeah, see if I'm go on? Ahead. No, go ahead. Were you thinking about saying, we had no idea all of this anti-Semitism was in our midst until this year? I mean, I've said that. I said that three weeks ago. I know, but it's and like you want to say it again. it continues to go on and on and on, it is amazing to me. We focus yes. so much on on uh anti-asian anti-black anti that we never once focused our any of our attention on an anti-jewish behavior anti-semitism we never have well i mean it's been it's it, been out there on the periphery but yes. it's never been brought to the mainstream you just assumed it was a handful of weirdos who were doing whatever it is they do yes and you never i never understood the magnitude of it well and uh, david you could <laughs> You'd probably admit to how many times through the years, randomly, I'll say, why do people hate Jewish people so much? Yeah, you have. You you're have. From different things, but yeah. you're right. It hasn't been at the forefront of culture and, like and it has been. A lot been. of times it was it was couched. You know, yeah. it wasn't wide open like, yes, I hate Jews, yeah, and have a rally, you know? <laughs> I mean, but that's what happened. 
pretty much. Oh, goodness gracious. That is wild. Uh, oh, I mentioned the study that's out there. If you're scared of dying, it can kill you. This was in Sweden. People found out uh, if you're paranoid that they might die, tend to die earlier. Yeah. Average was 70 years old compared to 75 for everybody else. We're just scared about it. They found hypochondriacs are more likely to die of natural and unnatural causes. So everything from heart attacks to getting hit by a bus. Mm. Yeah. Also at higher risk for depression and suicide. And they think, of course, one of the main reasons it can kill you is stress. Because if you're constantly stressed about your health, it's not good for your health. No, it's terrible for your health. Okay, but now it doesn't go deep into this in the study. So if you're terrified about your health, does that mean that you do everything in your power to be healthy? Well, more often than not, if you're terrified about your health, people just sort of ignore things. Exactly. Or they, they don't take proactive steps outside of going to the doctor obsessively. Or, you know, trying to regulate weight, get yeah. exercise, right. to stop smoking, drinking, the 12 or a day or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. So that there's a reason you're stressed about it, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing none of us have been on that train. That's a good deal. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. This holiday season, we're unwrapping joy and tuning in the cheer. Wishing you a Christmas merrier than a cat on a sled. My cats don't look very merry. Well, that's because you didn't train them very much. And a new year so fantastic, even your resolutions will bro-hug each other. Please don't touch me. From our crew to your ears, have a holly jolly Christmas and a side-splitting new year. Laughter is the best gift you can re-give. Come on, bring it in, bro. <laughs> Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, this week, the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security issued a new public announcement warning of the potential for Islamic terrorist attacks in the United States because of Israel's war with Hamas. Yeah. Okay. And maybe you saw the story that there are a bunch of Hamas terrorists arrested in Europe for planning terror attacks. Seven people. You're talking about Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands. So the German justice minister said in a statement that in cooperation with Dutch authorities, they arrested four members of Hamas who were planning attacks on Jewish institutions in Europe. So it doesn't sound like Hamas is all of a sudden saying, hey, we're rethinking this whole thing about some sort of war against Jewish people. I don't think that's happening. No. That was Abel Hamid Al-A, Mohammed B, Ibrahim E I. Dash R. That's one name. And Nazi oh, R. More than one name. Okay. That's four people there. Four names mm-hmm. all to run together there. Holy cow. Yes. 
uh, they're closely linked to the military branch's leadership. And so they were to take these weapons into Berlin and then keep in a state of readiness for these potential attacks against Jewish institutions throughout Europe. So well, why wouldn't you hear about that, right? Yeah. And I'm wondering, cause honestly, I was going through different news outlets today. I did not see it in the open of ABC or NBC. Were, was it covered anywhere? I saw it somewhere because when you brought it up, I, I had seen it, but I don't remember I'd where. I'd seen it on Fox. Maybe that's where I saw it. I don't remember. Doesn't that seem like a big deal with everything going on? I would think so. Yeah. Well, now we don't have to worry about it because, you know, we've had a very secure border over the last three years. You know. Yeah, that's true. We haven't had a lot of people from all over the world just coming through, right? It's secure. Yeah. So neither one of these stories has really made it into legacy media. Um, At least it's not breathlessly covered like, you know, something else. The humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Right. That's, I mean, that's every day. And I, there's part of me that understands that. At the same time, you don't think Americans would want to know that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security issued a new public announcement warning about the potential for Islamic terrorist attacks in the United States, well, and- including holiday-related, faith-based, New Year's Eve, and First Amendment-protected events related to the conflict? Mm-hmm. Well, I would think your average person would want to know that. Well, and and now the feds are also warning Border Patrol agents to watch out for IEDs while they're patrolling the border. God. Yeah. IEDs while they're patrolling the border. Yes. The border is secure. Right. Jeez, man. I know. We've talked about this, as David brought up, as since it started. I mean, for almost three years now. The whole thing is where it's a right-wing conspiracy. It's the same nonsense. Or it's Trump's fault. Right. This immigration problem has been broken for years. Yeah. No, we just opened the floodgates and told the world, and certainly they came. It's crazy. God. Okay. David, do you have a story about the January 6th committee spokeswoman? What is this? Yeah, uh, Republicans have officially started the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden to turn up more evidence that he used his authority as vice president uh, to get rich through his son, Hunter. Uh, Liberals are firmly in denial that there's anything to look at. Hannah Moldavin, for example, she worked on the January 6th committee and she says, hey, this whole thing isn't even real. Okay. This investigation is not a real investigation, right? I was a part of one. The January 6th committee (laughs) had something that we were looking into, the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. What are they looking into here? I'm I'm not quite sure. You're not sure? You can't read? Yeah. That's your... You're not quite sure? Do you understand what happened with Hunter Biden using the family name? Are you familiar with Burisma, how he got on the board? The calls to have the state prosecutor fired from the United States. Do you know anything about any of that? Do you know about the 19 shell companies? How this money went to different Biden family members? Are you familiar with any of that? And how Biden, as president, has written a blank check to the Ukraine? Yeah. No, I mean, she gets her talking points and she goes on and... There it is. That's insane. I hear, I hear that audio, and I do think it was awfully nice of the January 6th committee members to allow a 14-year-old to be their spokeswoman. Yeah, the, well, she, yeah. Won, she won a contest. Well, there are a lot of children 
Just right. a lot mm-hmm. of times they don't let them out there actually on right. TV. You want a spelling bee. Okay. Um, there has been some talk in the news about this satanic statue in Iowa at the state capitol, and somebody did something about it, David? Yeah, well, uh, so uh, under the law, the the state legislature had to allow the, what do they call it, the satanic temple to put up a satanic statue alongside other religious things, and that's been, there's been a back it's and like forth. like a human things. with a goat head. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and so there's been some controversy. I know uh, some on the Trump campaign have blamed Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, even though she doesn't actually have the authority to do anything. That's the state legislature that, that manages the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then DeSantis pointed out, hey, you know that uh, under the Trump administration, the IRS gave them nonprofit status, recognized them as a church, even though, I mean, again, Trump didn't personally sign anything that allowed that. It was just an right. IRS ruling based off the courts because the satanic temple people are basically just a bunch of D-bags that want to destroy people having a good time. They're yeah, losers. They're trolls. They're, they're yes. trolls, yes. Uh, their entire shtick is to make fun of religion mm-hmm. until Ramadan comes around. You notice they never want to talk about, like, you know, erecting a demonic portrayal of Muhammad during, oh, no. during Ramadan. It's interesting how it only seems to be at, like, state capitals around Christmas time. Of course, because uh, the Ramadan bombathon would be coming their well, way. Well, that's true, yeah, because they're, they're cowards alongside with being absolute losers. Anyway, yeah. uh, the, uh, there was a guy, a, a, a military veteran, evidently, uh, Michael Cassidy, uh, walked in and, well, beheaded the statue in the Iowa State Capitol. Yes! He says, <laughs> he told, uh, told a local newspaper, the world may tell Christians to submissively uh, uh, accept the legitimization of Satan, but none of the founders would have considered government sanction of satanic altars inside Capitol buildings as protected by the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Funny to see Love that. some left-wingers freaking out about this. Like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Blah, blah, blah. Trump's America or something. Calling for violence. Like, bro, we watched you tear down statues in Virginia right. like three years ago. And you were all cheering it on. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at some of the weak people at Christianity today would side on the satanic temple people. Right. Say that Trump's America. It's very scary to us. Uh-huh. We should, I mean, it's right for everybody. We should let the statue stand. I mean, to me, they didn't say that, but I wouldn't be surprised at this point. To me, it's one of those things. It's, it's, they don't even rise to the level of bullies. I just kind of would ignore these people because they're, again, I mean, they're those people who will go up to you and be like, oh, dude, did you know Jesus wasn't white? And everybody's like, okay, cool. I I don't care. I'm going to go do Christmas stuff with my family because my family likes me and they don't Mm -hmm. think it's a chore to hang out with me, loser. Go away. Yeah. As a Christian person, it's one of the, I'll tell you, it's one of the biggest challenges. You know, and I understand turn the other cheek and all of those things, and you're trying to weigh all of Scripture against nonsense like that. And certainly, uh, I'm a work in progress because really what I want to see is a couple of military dudes take those little punks out and beat the living crap out of them. Say, are you done now? Are you done with your little play acting with your little satanic temple? Are you done? Or do you need another beating? See, that's what I would like to see, but I don't think that's what God wants me to feel in my right. heart. So it's it's very conflicted. 
I like all the weirdos too who are cosplay with the long coats on and the yeah. pentagrams and all this stuff. It's right. like, listen, man. It's go like back. you're at the, the nerd convention somewhere. Listen, you know? go, go back, feed your pet ferret, and right. you know, yeah. talk with your other loser friends in your Nine Inch Nails cover band. I mean, I'm sure that... Communicate with each other on your video game. I'm sure that original EP will hit someday soon. Yes. You know what? We need something to cleanse the show right now, I feel like. And I think I have what it takes. You may disagree. Anybody heard the Rockabilly Ragtime cover of the BG Staying Alive? Oh, no, but I'd like to. It sounds like that wouldn't work, right? A Rockabilly Ragtime cover... Okay. Of staying alive. You tell me if it works or not, and tell me if it puts a smile on your face. You can tell by the way I use my walk on the woman's man, no time to talk. Music light and women warm and keep the round since I was born. Yeah, it's alright, it's okay. You can look the other Somebody's way. smiling. You can try to understand the New York Times if they don't mind. Yeah. Well, you brother, whether you mother, staying alive, staying alive. Okay. You're feeling it, aren't you? All right, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not often. All three of us are like, hey, yeah, thanks. That works. I like that. That was fun. It's gonna That's good. That's good. Big glass of sarsaparilla. It's going to screw up somebody's CPR routine, though. You know the whole thing? Of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You CPR is you, you yeah. do the chest compressions to the beat of staying alive. This one will yeah. be a jaunty little tune. It yeah. will be. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody's going to die because of it. It'll be all right. And you killed him. Yeah, hopefully he was with Hamas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Much more to get to. Uh, I guess NBC News is very worried a 12-year-old can't get a sex change. (laughs) We'll get to that and much more straight ahead. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty and Robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. Whoa, the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin Nighty robe, eye mask, and keepsake bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic. Order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home. And don't make the mistake of getting cheap, uncomfortable pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com today. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. 
stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Don't you love it, Scotty? Van Camp goes, "Oh my gosh!" I just want to spring it on you on the air. Yeah, I, I'm eager for whatever yeah. it is he has now. The news I, update, huh? You know, over the last several years, there's been a lot of conversations about the FBI and about uh, whether or not the FBI's mission is being really fulfilled as envisioned originally. It's not. And whether or not we need to massively reform it, do away with it altogether, well, I think some minds will be changed today. Okay. They have just done something crucial and critical. Okay. Okay. The FBI, Office of Diversity and Inclusion, has officially adopted the LGBTQIA plus acronym in place of LGBT plus. <laughs> Uh, this was proposed by Bureau Equality, one of the nine diversity advisory committees and approved by executive management at the FBI. Okay. Well, I'm trying to make sense of that. Okay. So what was it before again? LGBT plus. Okay. And uh, what was added to it? Uh, QIA plus. They did leave two spirit out of it, which is pretty oh. harmful, problematic. Hmm. Okay. And what is that going to accomplish? Because they have time to worry about this at the FBI right now with everything else going on. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of surprised they have nine diversity advisory committees at the FBI. Isn't that something? Nine. Yes. What for each acronym letter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take care of the L, you do the G. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever heard like any intellectuals talk about this topic in the way of you're grouping all of these people into sort of one basket, right? Yet people within the basket uh, oftentimes think so many within the group are ridiculous and really w- want nothing to do with it. Like this, th- hold on a second. This whole movement is insanity. I yeah. don't want to be grouped in with this, but it's usually the people outside that group are the ones that want to group it all together. Yeah, it's a really odd thing. It really is. But that's Marxism, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, yeah. In America, we're in a unique position because even though there are certainly, uh, you know, classes when you uh, w- with regards to incomes, people are not stuck at income levels. You know, most of us will never be billionaires, but you can do very well for yourself in America. Class mobility, upward mobility is very achievable in America. So under the current or under the traditional confines of Marxism, you can't use that as effectively as a wedge issue. Um, So then they turn it into race, gender, sexuality. They use that to create a new caste system of the oppressed versus the oppressors. Yes, And so when you add all of these letters to the alphabet group and you say they're all the same, well, 
again, it's about creating the in-group and the out-group. Who's the oppressed? Who's the oppressors? Who are the revolutionaries? You know, I don't know if you noticed this today on Twitter. Thomas Sowell was trending, and people were wondering why. And it's just all of his different quotes were coming up, and part of it was about exactly what you're talking about, like how ridiculous all this is when you look at it in a logical sort of way. We can get deeper into that, but I want to get to the other story that you mentioned about NBC News and a 12-year-old. What is this? Well, yeah, the state of Florida passed a law banning sex change procedures for minors, but it's on hold right now because of a federal trial involving a mom in Florida who wants her boy to be able to get a sex change. Uh, The mother of the boy who wants to be a girl, as the AP writes it, uh, published in NBC News, she sobbed in federal court as she contemplated having to move away uh, to get health care for her 12-year-old if Florida's ban on gender dysphoria treatments for minors is allowed to take effect. Now, you're talking about a boy who started identifying as a girl all on his own at the age of three. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure, there was no pressure there, right? Uh, the mom described her daughter son uh screaming and tearing off her clothes in her car seat while being driven to preschool yeah because that never happens oh god yeah kids always love going to preschool and daycare yeah Mm -hmm. so you're a terrible parent well that's what i'm hearing yeah listen man i mean we got mental health issues there obviously and so you have this whole medical group of people saying the best thing we can do for this 12 year old is to give them a sex change? Really? Yeah. There's so much pushback on this finally all over the place, which is a good thing. I mentioned earlier that Wall Street Journal piece today, the opinion piece from the gay doctor saying so many of these trans kids are not trans, they're gay. You don't need all these surgeries. I'm sure the health industry is not liking what he's saying, but that's part of it. It's absolute insanity. That is, but and at the same time, it's freaking sad man especially for the kid this is the markley van camp and robin show okay david biggest story today uh biggest story of the day i think it's it's not only are we worried apparently uh about terror attacks here in the united states but i mean multiple hamas terrorists have been arrested in europe for planning terror attacks there and what americans are just supposed to forget about that yeah apparently we're just not supposed to worry about it really I'm just surprised. I shouldn't be surprised of how little it seems to be covered from the legacy outlets. Should we be surprised anymore? Of course not. They really don't. You want should people be surprised to know if they on. do. I guess. Yeah, it was like the Chris Cuomo thing yeah. from last night. Shocked. You're surprised and happy that the person's actually telling like, the truth. Wow, it's rare. We'll get to that and much more along with the news update next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, Chris Cuomo. Uh, this is worth uh, playing another part of what he said last night on his show. I know yeah. there's only like, you know, 35 people that see this on News Nation at night. Yeah. More people probably see it on X, you know, the different clips of what he said. But this yeah. is 
doesn't seem to be the same guy that used to be on CNN. No, he's on News Nation now. Chris Cuomo, he watched the footage from Israel on October 7th and delivered a, I, I thought it was a, a really well done monologue, actually, explaining to people why Israel is responding the way they did. As you hear all of this whole ceasefire now stuff, and some people claim it's like disproportionate the way mm-hmm. that Israel is responding because of indiscriminate bombing, which actually isn't indiscriminate bombing. Indiscriminate no. means you're just sending every missile you have over there, regardless of the target. Oh, that's a lie. And that was a lie that the White House got caught in this week. Yeah. So I, I thought this was a really interesting way of putting it. You've heard the comparisons to 9-11, but I think he put it in a really good way uh, of America's mindset after 9-11. Okay. They got what they asked for. The wrath of a people united in a common fear and concern that it is us or it is them. Existential. We went after those who took credit where we could, used warplanes, drones, missiles, every kind of weapon and warrior we have to kill active enemies, those who hid, the complicit, the sympathetic, and sometimes, even often at points, the innocent. That's the truth. And if there had been social media then, I don't know how public opinion at home would have been different. But the fact that they hit us where it hurt, that's what mattered most. So. Hang on a second. When he's talking about the civilian deaths, no one wants to see it. Yeah. I think I'm stating the obvious. But you look at all these wars throughout the history of the world i think netflix just put a new world war ii documentary out there and some people are seeing that for the first time and all of these civilian deaths and then you ask the question what well, yeah that that was terrible what was the world not supposed to go after germany not supposed to defeat japan and germany and just let it keep going on and no it unfortunately that's just part of the ugly reality of it You know? Well, yeah, it's war. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If an enemy wanted to make sure that Israel would come for them, the message would be, we're going to take children, women, innocents, and more, tie them up, and burn them alive, just like the Holocaust the ultimate fear of what the world can bring the Jews' way. And I was not aware of that before. I had seen that bodies had been burned, but I did not understand or appreciate how intentional the effort was. They did it methodically. You hear it in the voices, the commands, the ease, the excitement of finding and mutilating victims, being told, let them play with it. Man, by the way, have either one of you guys heard anyone that have seen that footage from October 7th, all the stuff that is not online, that is just what Israel is showing to people, what happened, that comes away from it saying, you know, I'd seen most of it before, you know, people, you know, overrated it a little bit of how brutal it was. I haven't heard anybody say that. No, most It's everyone people. like, oh my goodness. No, it's people who haven't said it that yeah. say that. Right. No, because they, they think it's some elaborate game that, you know, Netanyahu is playing. 
But to anybody that's seen it, it seems to be the same sort of free. Well, yeah. How else could you react to that? Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to. I mean, I haven't seen it. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I mean, none of us have seen the the footage. We don't even know where to go to see it. Well, they don't put it out online. No. Man, oh, man. Jeez. Well, I'm glad he said what he said yeah, for Cuomo. That. Yeah. You know, to his point, <laughs> I know we talked about this within the last few weeks with all of the different protests going on on college campuses, saying, you know what, a lot of those kids need to watch that video. I bet they would change their mind in a heartbeat. And you get the polling out of what college-age kids really do believe it's crazy. There is an opinion piece in the New York Post, Mark Penn and Andrew Stein, Democrats. And the title of the piece was, Our Youth Are Misguided, Not Evil. They've been taught lies about Israel and Hamas. And so, you know, it mentions, you know, everything that's gone on at Harvard, UPenn, MIT, all these campuses. It says, the truth is that false narratives have been allowed to fester and sink into large numbers of Gen Z students. While Americans age 65 and up support Israel over Hamas 95 to 5%. Those age 18 to 24 support Israel by the thinnest of margins, 55 to 45%. Wow. That's not Israel-Palestine. That's Israel-Hamas. Golly. And so they're asking what could be driving this. Well, at the core, our high schools and universities have failed to teach our young people even the most basic facts leading them to support a movement they would never back if they were grounded in reality. Man, contrary to the facts, 44% of 18 to 24-year-olds believe Israel is not a democracy, and 41% say Israel does not allow Arabs to vote in elections. <laughs> That's not true. I and it goes it's on. a failure to teach. I think it's done, you know. It's on purpose. It's on yeah. purpose. Yeah, well, I don't think it's a failure, too. I yeah. still think... When asked about Hamas, 41% of that age group think Hamas rules democratically and is not authoritarian. That's insanity. Whoa. How is that possible? Well, I mean, it's the same thing where, you know, there are a lot of uh, younger people who believe that Hamas, like, legalized same-sex marriage and are supportive yes, it's in of the, the, it's in the stat. It's crazy. Yes, only 53% of 18 to 24-year-olds think Israel respects the rights of religious and ethnic minorities. 51% think Israel allows gay people to live openly. Only 51%? Even more shocking, 45% of this group think Hamas allows gay people to live together openly. And 51% believe Hamas respects the rights of religious and ethnic minorities. That's freaking bonkers. Yeah, it is. If you just ask Hamas, they'll be glad to tell you exactly who they yeah, are. they don't care. But it seems like, whether it's social media, the educators, they want to shield Hamas from who they really are. Or these kids from teaching them what Hamas really is. It's wild, man. And uh, just more stats. It goes on and on. And 70% of these people say, yeah, we're playing, paying very close or somewhat close attention to the war. So, yeah, we're on this. So you're either on TikTok or in some sort of bubble, and that's the sad thing. I keep waiting for a bunch of of American males to uh, jump into the fray with Hamas, joining them as freedom fighters or whatever, based on what they've learned. 
Yeah, I I don't know, man. To, to go At play least... in that sandbox, well, that's the ultimate thing, right? If we're going to stereotype it, the different young males I've seen at the different protests aren't the type to sign up to go fight. Yeah, well. Put it that way. That's just, it's crazy. So that's what we're all up against is our kids have been indoctrinated to a large degree. Yeah. Into a lot of different crazy crap. Um, you had another story from a college campus. And I think this is Harvard, and this has to do with a professor's sperm. What? Is, am I reading yeah, that wrong? Yeah, okay. So so back in uh, 1980, there's a woman named Sarah DePoyan who wanted to have a child for one reason or another, could not conceive naturally. Well, she heard about a guy who is at Harvard, OBGYN professor now, founder of Boston IVF, uh, Dr. Merle Berger. Heard about him, revolutionary doctor in in vitro fertilization. And so she went to get his services okay. to, to have this done. Uh, and in 1981, she gave birth to a daughter. Her name is uh, Carolyn Bester now. Well, Carolyn uh, used a home DNA test earlier this year and found out that Dr. Berger was her biological father. Whoa. Holy and gosh. that was not part of the agreement that was made with Caroline's mother. Uh, so they are now suing Dr. Merle Berger. Uh, for fraud, fraudulent concealment, violation of Massachusetts consumer protection law. Uh, in similar cases in the past, they've used battery in there. But uh, Jonathan Turley, writer, uh, legal expert, um, says it's probably because of the statute of limitations issue on the battery part. Um, but they're suing, basically saying, no, you, you said it was going to be an anonymous donor. Uh, it was going to be one of your medical students who looked like my wow. husband, and it wasn't. No, I want it to be mine. Yeah, 42 years later, you find out that he was playing Johnny Appleseed with patients. Oh, goodness. Lock him up. Man, oh, man. Again, Robin's rendered speechless. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, <laughs> I guess we know now why he was in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're talking about crazy stories? This yeah. is not as sickening as that, but it's it's terrifying for some people. Um, this dude in Scotland, um, he's just driving down the road. He had to sneeze. Yeah. Decided to hold it in. Have you ever tried to hold in a sneeze? Like you're in a place that was quiet. And yeah. Just I surrender quickly, though. Yeah, I think most people yeah. do. Yeah. Um, he closed his mouth, pinched his nose. Oh, you can't do that. It'll blow your eardrums out. It didn't do that. What did it do? It tore a hole in his throat. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Jeez. Showed up at the hospital in Holy severe pain, and a scan cow. showed a two-millimeter tear in his windpipe. Oh, gosh. There's a technical term for it. Yeah. Spontaneous tracheal perforation. Yeah, well. <laughs> Rarely happens like that. Doctors could only find a handful of cases. Holy cow. He's okay. I guess he did not even need surgery. They just gave him some painkillers. And then the tear healed itself within a few weeks. Jeez. But they're telling people you should never try to hold a sneeze in like that. Let her rip, man. Yeah, you got to. I've, For whatever reason, I've known a few ladies in my life that think it's, I don't know, not proper, and they try to hold it off. Yeah. And th there's still a sound made. Yeah, don't get that little there's... squeaky noise. Yes. Yeah. Well, we worked with the same person. God yeah. bless her. It was like, it's okay. And she's like, oh, no. It's like, Kew. Yeah, right. 
I don't know if I could imitate that again. Sound like that bat we had in the studio the other day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) that thing. Yeah. Golly. All right. We got to get to another (laughs) news update. Main Game's got an Eric Swalwell story you're going to want to hear and much more coming up. Getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. It was the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, if you have an Eric Swalwell story, David, I know Scott wants to hear it. Uh, yeah, Democratic Representative uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, the guy who had a torrid love affair with a Chinese spy, and apparently bang, bang. doesn't really matter. He can he can have access to our nation's secrets on the intelligence community. No big deal. Or committee. Uh, no big deal. Uh, he says that Republicans are just being a big old meanies to Joe Biden for opening up an impeachment inquiry. Jeez. Okay, okay I can't wait. I see a good and decent man in oh. Joe Biden who united the country and all the evidence. United the country? Yeah, how? Well, yeah. he has united the country. How? In hatred. That, well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Has shown that he loved his son. Uh, his son was on hard times, and he bought his son a truck, and his son paid him back. He loaned his brother money. Hold, and his hold brother- on. Bought him a truck, and he paid him back. Yeah, when Hunter was on was in hard times after making he, $11 million in a year. He already had a car. Yeah. It was an extra truck. He's well, making it seem like he, the, he just had no transportation. Right. He couldn't get anywhere. He was about to start a construction company. It didn't work out, but right. he needed that truck. Well, it was right. more of a DIY landscaping thing that he was Was into. that what it was, David? Yeah. I couldn't remember. He, a lot of rock. He was on a lot of rock. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it, it was 
used. It was a little Ranger, actually. <laughs> Rear wheel. Wasn't even four-wheel drive. Oh. Okay, anyway. He loaned his brother money, and his brother paid him back. Joe Biden is just a, a decent American who uh, <laughs> fought MAGAism and is seeing them use this against him, and as I said, in this sick and perverse way. Fighting MAGAism. MAGAism. God dang. <laughs> what a weak sauce. Do you think after he goes and makes a statement like that, he goes back to like different buddies and they all laugh about it, how ridiculous the statement was, but he delivered it with conviction? Uh, I, I think Kamala's waiting off stage, just ready to give him a little dog biscuit. <sighs> Probably so. Or is that some sort of code for something, David? <laughs> no, I mean literally a dog biscuit. Oh, I thought it was code. I can't wait to see what happens in the coming weeks with Kamala and Joe and the whole Israel-Hamas thing. Have you seen these stories that she's not happy with how Biden is handling this right now? Yeah. And all I can think is she's trying to distance herself in this way because the far left certainly upset with Biden because he's been as pro-Israel as he has. She's thinking of the future. This guy's going to be gone, and I, I need a landing spot at some point. So I got to make nice with these people and fawn some sort of yes. What about what about the Palestinians? Blah blah blah. Anyway, that's for another time. Yep. We got to get you set up for the Friday Five countdown that we do every Friday. You know, Christmas is coming up very soon. Less than two weeks away. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Ten days from today. Holy cow! You know, we looked back. We haven't done this. Was it four years? Uh, Five yeah. years? Yeah. Believe Something that's like right. That? The greatest Christmas movies of all time. Oh, boy. There's some strong opinions. Great choices, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we were, you know, usually we rank by, you know, how big was a song and does it stand the test of time and how much do you like it? And thinking, all right, how are we going to do that with movies? It's sort of tough to say how big was the movie. Does that mean it was big at the box office or how iconic it is? You kind of look at, okay, what gets played every year? What is something that people will watch time and time again? That's part of it. And then how long has it been relevant and a part of culture? And then how much do you personally like it? And I think in a lot of ways, it came down to personal choice of what movies you like the yeah, best. Pretty yeah. much. Because well, a lot of these would get a 10 and a 10, right? Yeah. Okay. So this will be a lot of fun. If you want to get in early, the number is one 888 485 MVCR. Again, 1-888-485-MVCR. The greatest Christmas movies of all time for the Friday Five, and we'll kick it off next right here. Hey, it's Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Me, Scott Robbins. From the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Where we turn mundane into madness. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening on the radio. But have you dared to join in the fun online? Follow us on Instagram for video and behind-the-scenes content. Hey, is that a good idea that we do that? Sure, why not? You can also yell at us on X or Twitter. It's that thing Elon Musk runs. And Facebook, because Grandma deserves a daily dose of Markley Van Camp and Robin. Yeah, stop doom-scrolling and stalking your old high school classmates. Search MVCR Show on Instagram, X, and Facebook. Because life's too short for boring radio shows. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It is Friday. That means the Friday Five, the countdown we do every week, and it starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f- out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, countdown time, Friday Five. Today, the greatest Christmas movies of all time. What a great list it is. And I mean, some people say some of these movies might be overrated. Or, hey, I can't believe this didn't make it into the five. There was one thing, as we were looking this up yesterday, mm-hmm. there are a lot of short, what I would call, just Christmas shows that are considered movies. Right. You don't like that. Well, I, I didn't choose any of them based on that, no. So it had to be a certain length of time. Well, to me, it had to be a movie. Well, I, I don't know why it's considered a movie. Do you know why? You went to film school for a little while, David. I, I, I think because it's a self-contained, if it's based off of like a television show or something, it's a self-contained piece of work it's that short. is separate from everything else. So it's maybe not feature length, but it's still considered a Christmas film. Yeah. Okay. So the number is one eight 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 four eight five mvcr The greatest of all time. How iconic does it stand the test of time, and how much do you like it, and who's up first? Uh, let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Liberals shouldn't intimidate liberals. liberals. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I on? Shoot. It's just so, so catchy. Yes. Very good, Gentlemen, John. how are you doing? Doing good. great, man. What you thinking Great. today? Well, I heard the line that you used earlier from a movie that couldn't be made ever. Um, where the white women at? So I <laughs> wanted to let you know that I found them. They're in Bedford Falls. Okay. My nomination is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Great call, John. Number two. What's a Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine? That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. You watch that again. The show. Yeah. I get choked yeah. up just hearing that scene. So it, that was your number one, Scott. Yeah, I love it. My number one. Uh, but it didn't make a number one. Movie. Yeah, I mean, did. it's it's an opinion thing. I don't want to make a big deal about it, to be honest. I mean, it's like if you're on Family Feud and you've got like one of the family members that's a little bit slower, you don't want to make them feel bad. That's true. You know, that sort of thing. They're challenged in some sort of way. <laughs> Why heap, you know, some sort of scorn on them? That, that movie went away for decades because nobody liked it. And then the only reason it became popular is because the copyright ran out on it. So television stations with nothing else to put on the air realized, hey, wait a minute, we got a Jimmy Stewart movie that we can put on royalty-free so then it was better by comparison to everything else that would be on television. And there's a reason people still want to watch it all the time. Yeah, it's 
Because it's a great story. Because they've been, oh, George is whiny. He's selfless. He might whine about it, but he still does the right mm-hmm. thing. He's a guy who gets kicked around, and uh, you know, yes. he feels bad about it. Then he realizes, hey, I got it made, man. You know, absolutely. Looking into this, one of the reasons why critics and audiences hated that movie when it first came out, so it came out in 1946, mm-hmm. and right after World War II, everyone was home, glad the war is over. They are getting to the business of making babies, and no one was in the mood. To watch a movie about a guy who hates having a, who like feels beaten down by family life. Yeah. That's why once the family life beat him down, it mm-hmm. became insanely popular. Right. It was the next generation got right. their exactly. ass kicked. And the, then they were, exactly. they were yeah, they it was yeah. the cynical boomers <laughs> right. and Gen Xers yeah. who decided right. to make that movie a, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so that's number two. What could possibly be number one? Who's next? Well, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. After Monday's show, I can't believe you haven't changed your radio promo theme music to na 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 We did have a bat live in studio. Yeah, you wasn't planned. See the video, by the way, on our Facebook page. Oh, excellent. And probably other pages now, I guess. So, Okay. Yeah. With the actual picture of the bat? I think so. I don't know. I just, whatever was sent to me, I put up. All right, got it. There you go. So All right, what's my the guess? Movie, I'm sorry. My, my favorite, Home Alone. Yeah. Did you have it in, Scott? No. What? Well, I might I might have. Why the hell did you take your shoes off? <laughs> Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? I'm up here, you morons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you didn't have I it. I think I did have it in my five. Did he have I it, think David? I did. Yeah, he I did. did. Not, he had I it did not have five. the number five one yeah. in there. Got it. Yeah. That one's big every year, right? Well, funny thing is, so. Home Alone, that was, what, 88? 1988, I think, 89, 88, 89. I thought it was 90, but whatever. Well, it could have been. I worked at a radio station, then we used to do movie premieres. You went to the, you had a lot of those at your radio station, too, where you had the whole theater for the night. Yes, well, I was in you rock would, radio. You were in top yeah, 40 different kinds of movies. You know, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, yeah. we did this movie, and I can remember the reaction afterwards. People just loved it. They were laughing so hard. Yes. I mean, throughout the whole thing. It was really, really one of those movies that like, okay, there's this thing's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Big with the top 40 audience. It was. Yeah, too bad the Rockers stayed away. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. My kids love that movie. Cranking Mistress for Christmas. No, that wasn't it. Yeah. We did a premiere of Point Break. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's a story for another time. Oh, all right, David. The classic, greatest yeah. Christmas movies of all time. We're uh, going to stay on point here. Let, Who's next? Let's talk to Julian. Hey, Julian. Hey, Julian, it's been a minute, man. Thanks for checking in. Well, you know, like most honorable son, Hunter B., I have decided to defy court order from President Magoo (laughs) demanding that I not call Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin Shaw to criticize Odin Senile Leiter. (laughs) Well, thanks for making the effort, man. Well, however, I must first defend Magoo against bribery charges. See, these allegations do not constitute a felony since he used coupons to reduce value of bribes to less than $2,000. True. Yeah. That's fair point. Yeah. Yes. And I also understand that later on, Magoo was seen wandering around the White House singing, Hunter did not inseminate, I mean, insinuate uh, himself. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. And I would like to invite Robin to Zika to Santa party where winner gets Auchincloss sauce and a coupon to hug a dolphin. <laughs> uh, 
It's a great gift, I'm man. Running low on Hawking Claw Sauce, too. Yes. All right, Julian, what do you got for your Christmas movie? Well, my movie is something that Top has heard saying about Fauci. He's an angry little elf. There <laughs> you go. Elf yes, it is. Elf number four. Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you know what I just realized the other night? What's that? Okay, so that movie came out in 2003, right? Like, kids are little. So that movie's been on at our house, I think, every year since it came out. And so I know that I've seen it, right? Yeah. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing, and I saw a scene the other night that I'd never seen before. Wow. Because it was just happened to be on TV. I realized, oh, my gosh, it was always with, you know, especially little kids. Yeah. You're dealing with one or the other. Or you got things going on. I never sat down and watched the entire movie. So that was kind of weird. I'm like, I don't even remember this part. I don't oh, think I've wow. ever seen this scene before. What were you doing? Being a parent with three kids. Well, they weren't all watching it on the same yes, TV? Yes, but you you're were... dealing with well, something else oh. and something's going on. Okay. Yeah. And I think that one holds up for a lot of people. Now, is that one you can watch again and again and oh, again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, even I, as an adult. Yeah. I saw it and I liked it. I guess I, I, I think that this movie came up in a story, what, like last week or week before last, where it is of the 21st century, like the biggest Christmas movie of this wow. century. And, I mean, I, I kind of forgot how big that movie was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got number two and number four. Still looking for one, three, and five. And who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Renee. Hey, Renee. Hi, guys. Love your show. Thanks, Renee. Thanks for checking um, in. My guess is A Christmas Story. That's my all-time favorite Christmas movie ever. It's a good one. Yes. I know I had that at number two. Number three. No, no, I want an official red under carbonation. Do you want to kill anybody later on? <laughs> <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out, kid. No. Merry Christmas. Ho, yeah. ho, ho. You gonna watch it again? Yeah, you got 73 chances between. Right, I know. exactly. Yeah, through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, and if I forget, one of the kids will remind, hey, we gotta turn on a Christmas right. story. Yeah. Yes. Favorite scene in the movie? Oh, gosh. Um, when he beats the crap out of... Uh, the Farkas. Farkas. Yeah. <laughs> the rage. Yeah. He just kept going. Just going. Just, yeah. yeah. And, and the descriptor of it, a light, a light, white light was went off in his head or whatever happens. Yeah. 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 When the bumpus is <laughs> get the turkey, <laughs> dad freaks out every year. It gets me. That reminds me of my dad so much. Cause the, oh, yeah. The clinker part. I remember putting coal into that thing, too. Really? Clinker! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're still looking for number one for greatest Christmas movie of all time and number five. And there's some great honorable mentions as well. Number is 1-888-485-MVCR. 1-888-485-MVCR. The Friday Five greatest Christmas movies of all time.
The holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. That's PolicyGenius.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got a news update in the Robbins trifecta coming up. We got to wrap up our Friday Five, the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Okay, number two, It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Scott and I had a number one. I don't think David had it in his top five. I didn't, no. A Christmas Story was at number three, and Elf at four. We're looking for number one and number five. And again, the number one. One eight 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 four eight five MVCR. What'd you say? Are we missing one? I'm sure somebody's got I it. I think. I hope. I would think. All right. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Brian in Portland. Hey, Brian. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. Good to hear hey, your you voice, know, man. My original pick was taken, but not since the late great Uncle Eddie was complaining about the plate not being big enough in his forehead, and he had to share a <laughs> beer. I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation. There you go. Number one. I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, (laughs) rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, f***less, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey he is. Hallelujah. Holy s***. Where's the Tylenol? Greatest rant. Tylenol that uh, gets rolled out at least once a month on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I think. So you obviously had that at number one. Yeah, David. I did. I think I had it at three. You had it at three, Scott. Yeah. But the strength of the Van Camp pick. I mean, I got no problem with it. I mean, they're so interchangeable to me, the top three in particular. It grew on me over the years. Yeah, it's 
Well, okay. It still so, it holds up pretty well. Well, so the original vacation comes out in 83, four yeah. years before Van Camp was born, right? So the first time I saw a Christmas vacation, I'm like, it's the same gags from the original. A lot of the same gags just redone in a Christmas sort of way. Right. I was, it's lame. But there's something about seeing it through the years and watching other people enjoy it that makes it more enjoyable for you. Does that make sense? Yes. And, of course, like scenes like that rant and different things, it makes it worth watching. Well, the Eddie character makes it. It's, it's yes, yeah. absolutely hilarious. Okay. We're still looking for number five. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Yeah. Are you in the Christmas hey, spirit? So, oh, yeah. I just started my shopping yesterday, so I'm finally getting go. into it. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking? So, well, mine was taken, and I'm not sure they even play this one anymore, but Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, it's a good one. Admit it, Robbins. You love that movie. I like it, yeah, a lot. Yes. Please tell her that you're not really Santa Claus, that there actually is no such person. Well, I'm sorry to disagree with you, Mrs. Wall, but not only is there such a person, but here I am to prove it. No, 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 you misunderstand. I want you to tell her the truth. Uh, what's your name? Chris Kringle. Now, is this because your daughter loved that movie, or you just like it on your own? I've always liked it. Okay. Yeah. That's surprising. Why? You're such a rough and gruff Grouchy well, kind I mean, of I guy. Like it's that a wonderful life. That was my people. number one. And, yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, there's a soft spot of the Christmas movies. There. Okay, got it. All right, who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Jason in Oregon. Hey, Jason. You know, Bruce Willis should run for president. He has, you know, just because he has dementia. Joe Biden has dementia. Genocide, <laughs> yeah. Joe. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Die, Die Hard is considered a Christmas Christmas movie. We should go with Die Hard. Well, guess what? Number five. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother <laughs> That's the only line you need. You know, that line was recreated from Bruce Willis just a few years back. Really? When he was asked, you've heard this before, I think. The whole debate every year is oh, Die Hard yeah, Christmas movie. This, yeah. And of course it's not. That was I never David's thought it pick. was, but hey. No. And the polling again, the high majority of people don't think it is. Mm -hmm. But they said, let's leave it up to Bruce Willis. And what did he say at that roast? Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's a <laughs> Bruce Willis movie. So a yippee ki -yay to all of you mother <laughs> Good night! <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, there were so many honorable mentions, man, to get to. There was a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Which is obviously a classic. It is. Was it going to make make it into the five? And David brought this up. Bad Santa. Yeah. Is it a test of timer? Not You want to really. watch it again and again? No. I mean, it, it certainly made a big splash. Made a lot of money at the box office. It was hilarious. Should I fix you some sandwiches? <laughs> I don't want any f sandwiches. What is it with you to fix some f sandwiches? Okay. No, I'll admit it. <laughs> that line gets used a lot during the year when anyone offers a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it with you and your sandwiches? <laughs> I mean, it's not a have to watch it every year. I mean, I like the movie, but it was kind of a one and done thing for me. <laughs> yes. 
There's Frosty the Snowman, and there's Gremlins, and Family Man, and Polar Express, and Rudolph, and Santa Claus is coming. All that stuff. There's a lot of great ones. It was just tough to get into the five. Okay, well done. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right. Biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, actually, I, I'll, I'll amend it. Uh, there is an update to an FBI official who was a key player in the Russia collusion investigation. Okay, this story's not funny. Why are you laughing your head off, Robbins? That line just kills me. The sandwiches? What is it with you? <laughs> we got to get serious, though. There's news to cover. Okay, He's, I will. He, this guy's going to prison for colluding with Russians. Okay. I'm serious now. We're <laughs> <laughs> funny, guys. What is it with you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Get that news update. The Scott Robbins drive back there. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, uh, there's a guy uh, used to be a bigwig in the FBI, former head of counterintelligence for the FBI's New York field office. His name is Charles McGonigal. He was instrumental in the early days of the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. Went after, if you remember the name, George Papadopoulos and others. <laughs> trying to gin up this story of Russian collusion, that Papadopoulos was getting hammered at a bar one one time and was, yes. like, sharing information, and he's supposed to be, what, a nuclear expert and all this. I mean, it, just, it, was, it was, especially in hindsight, at the time it was confusing, but especially in hindsight, how ridiculous all that was. Well, Charles McGonigal was one of the guys spearheading this stuff. Well, he has now been sentenced to four years in prison uh, for colluding with Russians. Uh, He was evading sanctions. He was on the take, uh, working to violate U.S. sanctions and money laundering with Oleg Deripaska, a wealthy Russian with close ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now, what's interesting to me about this part, because I remember when he was initially charged, when he was going to trial, et cetera, What's interesting now that he's been sentenced is mm-hmm. it is really hard to find a mainstream media outlet that will even mention the Trump Russia collusion thing. Pretend like it didn't happen. They'll go they'll go through what this guy has done in the past, what he was initially accused and then uh convicted of doing um or I'm sorry, pled guilty to uh in August. They'll go through all of those details. But I have found, I'm trying to remember, there was one news outlet that I saw that mentioned, one like non-conservative media outlet uh, article that mentioned that this guy had anything to do with the Trump-Russia stuff. Unreal, man. Well, and you've said this before, you know, totally different topic, but as far as media goes, because there's another lawsuit for the American... uh, Association of Pediatrics, they're getting sued by a detransitioner. Yeah, the Academy of Pediatrics. Yeah, sorry. And what's going to happen, you're going to see this more and more. It's just like Europe. That's why they had to shut down the big clinic, one of the big clinics, because of all the lawsuits that were coming in. 
and you're going to see that more and more in the United States. And your prediction is, David, that well, so many of these medical officials are not going to own their mistake. Oh, no. And and it's going to be infuriating because I predict that in within five years, that entire thing, I don't, I don't know if it'll be shut down completely, but it will not be a booming business in the United States uh, because people will wake up to the scam and and people who run hospital systems and universities that are that are working with these systems are going to realize the liability is way too high after there are enough um, lawsuits against them for butchering children. Um, And in five years time, everyone will acknowledge this was a crazy thing to do. The whole sex change thing for kids. Yep. Um, and none of them will apologize to those of us who have spoken out against it. None of them will say, you know what, I shouldn't, I should have listened to you, or I should have considered alternate opinions on this before calling you a bigot and a transphobe and all of this. And it's going to be infuriating. Yes, very much so. It's infuriating as we're watching media handle different stories right now. The whole Israel-Hamas thing. And I understand when you're talking about these poor people in Gaza and, you know, crying little girls, all of that video. And it is. It's heartbreaking. But we also saw video this week of Hamas gunmen that are standing on top of aid trucks with guns shooting at Palestinian civilians that are trying to get aid. You don't see it. Not telling the whole story. They're just trying to shape opinions for some other goal. I think we know what it is in the end. But it's disgusting to watch it. All right. With all that being said, Scott, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right. I hope it's a little bit lighter. That would be nice. Well, are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Okay, I'll swing by, pick you up. We'll do a little Christmas shopping. We only got 10 days left. I'll do it this weekend. Okay. Mama told me not to come. No, she didn't. You should get Mama something nice for Christmas. I'm ready. Trying to help you out here. Uh, number three, uh, you want to talk about an explosion at a New York City substation? Well, I don't know if you guys saw this. Or they had a blackout. Oh, I saw place. that. Yeah, yeah it was I did creepy, see it. man. An explosion at a Brooklyn substation caused a what they're described as a short yet terrifying power outage in New York City. After affected residents at five boroughs, including those that were it happened in, were stuck in elevators, a lot of them. That's one of my worst fears of all time. <laughs> the power going out and being stuck in a freaking elevator because we take one to and from work every day. Yeah. David's uh, been stuck in it before. I've never been stuck times. in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. God. See, I don't ever want to be. But that's I, I'm serious. When the power goes out, is the only time in my life I really feel like my heart rate goes up. So I'm going, crap. I can't get out of I live in a place with an elevator. Did you just say that's the only time in your life you feel like your heart rate goes up? Not the only time. Okay. I said one of the times. One, okay, got it. One of the times where my heart rate just explodes because I'm like, hell, I'm stuck here. <laughs> I can't get out. Now, is that fear worse than falling into the toilet in the port john 
Well, if I was in the bathroom when the power went out, then I couldn't see. Yeah, it might be. Okay. You combine the two, I suppose, yeah. but I, I don't know. It, it would, It's just, to me, it's an unnatural fear. And when I saw this last night, I just think of every movie that involves blackouts in New York. Oh, yeah. Or when it really happened in New York, when a crime went crazy at that time. Yeah. It, it's not like the criminals need any help. <laughs> right? It's going to be I mean, they right, got man. the cover of darkness now. Yeah, I understand. Everything's fine now, though. Everything's fine. The All substation right. was repaired. Everything's back up. All right. Now, on with the countdown. But I have an unnatural fear of it, definitely. All yes. right. Scott Robbins, try affect the top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, the headline to me is pretty intriguing. What will become of cities? This was interesting because I read this article today, and they're talking about everybody supposedly being back to, to work in the office at this time, right? Pandemic's over. Everybody goes back, but it's not happening. Right. In a lot of places. Part of the reason is cost. They said not only finances of commuting, but also the time it takes to get from point A to point B and rental of buildings. Yeah. They say another factor, though, and this is a high one, is crime and stepping over the homeless. Offices are like, we're not reopening. This is ridiculous. It's out of control. It's worse now than it's ever been. Between inflation, poverty, substance abuse, post-lockdown incivility, the cities have become far less attractive. And they're saying if you have investment money Mm -hmm. in any of these buildings, in these major metropolitan cities, good idea if you can get out to get out. Well, They, They don't see this changing anytime soon. It's been a liability issue from some companies. At least that's what they say. If we're bringing workers, you know, back in, but it's not safe walking the two blocks to the building. To get to the building. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it. Right, because the city is not. They're not going to do anything about whatever it. Whatever city it is. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, it even is. though you can go back, people are like, I, first of all, I don't want to go back. Yeah, there's that fight going on. You know, secondly. If I do go back, I got to deal with all this garbage. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And the countdown continues. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. And finally, one. All right. I want to spring something on you, Scott. Uh, can do. you check your phone? I, I texted you an article. Yeah, and I saw oh, this. And if you just open up the link, and I want to get your honest reaction to this. I mean, as a guy, this has got to be one of the worst ways to find out that your wife is cheating on you. Oh, God. What's the story? (laughs) Man finds out his wife is hooking up with Bill de Blasio. Really? When New York Post calls him for comment. Hey, so your wife is doing Bill de Blasio. Got any reaction? (laughs) Oh, he didn't know. Oh, my goodness. That's how he finds out. Wow. Okay. I don't know anything about my wife holding hands with Bill de Blasio, the guy says. Your wife is with Bill de Blasio. So it's not like they, she had moved out or he knew it was on the rocks or anything else. It yeah. just finds out. I well, thought everything was cool and she's dating Bill de Blasio. Yeah, she said that uh, they were in the middle of divorce filings or proceedings. Uh, okay. He says denied, no. Yeah, right. That's what he says. And she denied any sort of infidelity. Yeah. If she has something to tell me, she'll tell me. I haven't seen... Golly. Of all... It's like, ring, ring, ring. Hi, it's the New York Post calling. Uh, did you know that uh, uh, your wife is having an affair with a former mayor? Oh, you know, oh, Mayor Eric Adams? I mean, that's one of those things that it would be a kick in the teeth, but you could at least understand why exactly. your wife might have... But Bill de <laughs> yes. Blasio, 
I could with Cuomo easily. <laughs> and just go, well, you know, it's Cuomo. I'm, you know, it sucks, but hey, you know, I can't do but Bill de Blasio. Oh, man. Wow. And there you have it. Yes. Was this guy married to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Robbins, trifecta. Well done. God that was fun. Dang. Thank you, David. That's an awful story. Thank you, David, for bringing that to me. You're because welcome. I saw this I've story. heard some sad, sad divorce stories before, but man. You know, we had a countdown earlier. Yeah. The greatest Christmas movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, they'd put out the most anticipated movies of 2024. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I want. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see right. what's going to be coming out. We're talking about uh, all sequels except for one, and that's a prequel. Is this the Deadpool three, like... Beetlejuice two, yeah, starring Lori Lightfoot, uh, Ghostbusters, <laughs> Frozen Empire, no, Dune Part two, Venom three, Despicable Me four, Inside Out two, Lord of the Rings, The War of Roharam. Yeah. Sorry if I mispronounced okay. it. Gladiator 2 and A Quiet Place Day 1. I heard Beverly Hills Cop like 27 or whatever that is that is coming out this summer too. I Eddie saw Murphy? Eddie Murphy on TV. Yeah. You're kidding me. No, he was touting it. Wow. The only Well, movie... they're out of ideas completely. Yes. You remember me telling you about the book I read? It was a, it was actually an audio book, The Boys in the Boat. But the rowing team, they rowed uh, right before World War II. It was really, really well done. There is a movie coming out with that. I'm excited for that, but outside of that. Yeah. All right, we got to get through another news update. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. Here's something for all you guys that haven't gotten your special someone a holiday gift yet. This Christmas, Pajamagram has your back with a deluxe gift set for her, a one-and-done luxurious present. This gift set includes the smooth seduction satin nighty and robe, plus a free satin eye mask, all wrapped in an elegant satin keepsake bag. Yep, you heard that right. That's four gifts delivered right to your door, ready to go under the tree. Silky. Sensuous. Glides over the skin. Designed to make her feel amazing and drive you wild. Whoa. The Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set is your ticket to a very nice winter season. Don't wait. Get it before it sells out. Go to pajamagram.com today. And get the Smooth Seduction Satin nighty robe, eye mask, and keepsake bag. That's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set at pajamagram.com. Don't worry about the lines, the traffic order the perfect gift from the comfort of your own home and don't make the mistake of getting cheap uncomfortable pajamas go to pajamagram.com today do you hear that asthma triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. 
A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a thousand bucks fast, minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, you know, the uh, Washington Post writers had a walkout a few days ago. Right They're, They are demanding better pay. They want a big pay increase. They want uh, better accommodations, even though, I mean, they've got, like, insurance that covers pet psychics or something. I mean, it, it's just crazy. <laughs> right. the, the level of benefits that they have already. But one of the things that they've talked about is that they need a cost of living raise to address historic inflation. Now, the Daily Mail <laughs> put this little thing together. Uh, a bunch of headlines over the last, oh, few months. Actually, some in the last few weeks. Okay. The U.S. economy is great. Stop worrying about it. The editorial board published an editorial. The U.S. economy's big problem, people forgot what normal looks like. Jennifer Rubin, opinion piece, stop the gloom and doom. The economic recovery is strong. And then another, uh, mad at Biden's inflation record, another Trump term would be way worse. Sounds like so these in other writers, words, quit your griping. You don't know how good you have it. Well, that's they've maintained that for a while. Well, they? well, yeah, I mean, the problem is you just don't get the word out about how great things are and people don't realize. Oh, yeah. I mean, the writers, like most of America, apparently don't read the Washington Post. No. By the way, as a side note, different story. The failing New York Times. Remember the dude that was part of the management team that published the Tom Cotton op-ed in June of 2020, and the whole staff, like, revolted. Yeah. Yeah. And the dude lost his job. He has this long piece. I saw this on X last night, and it's one of those where, you know, you're trying to get a news update, and you see this little piece, you click it, and you start reading it, and it's, you know, somewhat interesting, and you keep going, but you don't realize how long it is. Yeah. Dude, you're going and going and going, and this guy is telling his entire story of journalism and when he started at the failing new york times and what it was like and he almost lost his job in the first year he was on probation but he you know learned how to go about really doing some digging and what his job was was to present these views and to keep his own opinions out of it all this stuff so when he gets to the point where he actually wanted the tom cotton op-ed to say hey we may have to bring in the military to stop the rioting in all of these cities because they're decimating the cities and people are getting killed. That it was this whole revolt and he had to try to somehow apologize to the entire staff, but yet he wasn't sorry for what he did. So he tried the old, I am sorry for those that have experienced hurt because of this. And then also mentioned how stupid that was to say, too. Yeah. 
and embarrassed by the whole thing, but it kind of paints a picture, really, that journalism is dead, as people knew it from maybe 15, 20 years ago and before, that people gave in to the young mob who have been indoctrinated. Probably a story for another time. All right, we already in Nimrods? All right, if not, when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Go to Memphis. There's a bar there called Mugshots. Okay. Female bar manager at Mugshots, along with three other female employees, were arrested for allegedly beating up a waitress on Sunday. Mm. Waitress said it started with her talking to the manager's ex-boyfriend. Hey, that's a no-no. Yeah. And then things went south when the manager caught wind of that. So she was punched in the face numerous times, stomped, kicked while on the ground, apparently lost consciousness. Two black eyes, several bruises, cuts Jeez. to her body, said she is going to be okay. Golly. Four women all charged with aggravated assault. And they did get their mugshots taken. Will their mugshots end up at mugshots? We'll keep an eye on that one, and that's Nimrod's in the news.